Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm joined today uh, by Dr. Kate McDermott and I found her, I think I found you online and um, I was intrigued by what you were talking about because you were you are a vet and you are a certified acupuncturist, which of course I love. I love when we bring in these uh, wonderful modalities into our pets' lives because it makes such a difference. So of course I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And then what I love the best is that you do food therapy. And I want to, um, I want you to tell our listeners what the heck is food therapy and um, I love that you're concentrating on this because it's so important. And as we always say on the show, so many people, um, we don't understand that vets aren't taught about diet and nutrition when they're in school. So for a vet to actually go out and know anything about diet and nutrition, they have gone out and educated themselves mm-hmm. and gone beyond the call of duty to learn this because as we believe here on this show uh, is, uh, you know, it's the, the, our immune systems, just like our dogs live in our guts and, you know, our dogs, most of our dogs are not being fed an appropriate diet. So how did you find, how did you go, wait a minute, we're missing a big piece here. And what made you go down that journey of going, okay, food's the answer. Not enough people are paying attention to this. I'm going to bring light to this. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. It is an honor and a pleasure. Um, So I started, you know, when I was, you know, just practicing regular medicine, I, I felt limited. I had these patients that were coming into me and I, I felt like there was more I should be able to do with them, especially some of these older pets, Um, you know, maybe a pet with arthritis or a pet with cancer or things like this. And I felt like, and to be honest, when I went and started on this journey with acupuncture, and to be honest, when I went and started to learn about acupuncture, I I thought I was just going to be treating arthritis, pain, that type of thing. And it opened up this entire world for me. So I started to learn, wow, we can actually use acupuncture to treat everything, anything and everything to like really make a difference for these dogs. And this was, oh goodness, five or so years ago. And through that journey, I learned about this thing called food therapy. And so what food therapy is, is it is using foods to heal. So that essentially means that there's these different properties that foods can have that can we can target and use those specific properties to really help these dogs. And it just completely changed everything about um, how I practice medicine and how I'm able to help these animals. And once I started, it's just, it's changed everything for me. And I just, I love it so much. And it's so true what you said about veterinarians. And when we're going through school, we learn like, 
basic nutrition and we learn about these commercial diets and, and prescription diets and things like that, but we don't really learn that there's so much more that we really should be doing with our pets and that it does make such a big difference for them. Well, I feel like there's definitely a movement with, um, you're obviously a young out of school. Not, I mean, how you've been like five years out of school? Oh, surprisingly, I just you look really young. Older. Um, I'm about nine years out of school. So I was in practice for a few years before um, I went on the acupuncture and food therapy journey. Um, but yes, yeah, still, I guess, relatively, you know, fairly fresh. Yeah, I feel like you, a lot of the young vets are coming out of school and going, wait a minute, I just Mm -hmm. finished school and nobody mentioned anything about cannabis. Nobody mentioned anything about diet. Mm -hmm. Um, If you read the ingredients to a prescription diet, it clearly is not a prescription. It's not even Mm -hmm. food. So, you know, when... I love that you guys are questioning all this. You're questioning everything. This doesn't make any sense. Um, we're always saying you're going to feed the farmer or the grocer, or you're going to feed the doctor, or you're going to you know pay for the doctor because that is food is our medicine, and it's so true with our dogs. And when you see our dogs hit seven, eight, nine, when they become seniors and they can no longer tolerate the food that they've been feeding, however long, because I'm sure you've heard this a million times. But I've been feeding them the same thing their whole life. And you're like, that's the problem. (laughs) I mean, what do you say when you hear that now? Yeah. So I hear that so much. And then the other big thing that I hear is, but I have them on the most expensive diet I can find. Right. And, you know, as consumers, we are kind of trained to say, well, if it costs more, then it must be better. Right. Right. And then we have these these companies that are just really, really good at marketing and they can put these fancy words on these bags of food and they can put the word holistic and they can put the word on natural um, and they can put these words that, you know, brain free and all these things that we now think of as healthier, but we're not really thinking deeper about how processed these foods are. And so when I have somebody come to me and they're like, well, I've been feeding this my whole life, or I'm feeding the best. It's the most expensive, you know, it's the best food out there. I start to have a conversation and I, I talk to them, you know, if, if we were to eat the, the same let's say box macaroni and cheese every single day, our entire lives, you know, what are you talking about? Macaroni and cheese would be good. I like to compare it to like cereal with no milk. There you go. There you go. Even better. (laughs) Eating Cheerios every single day with no liquid. That's what you got. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's really, cause I mean, I admit it all the time. I didn't even, I never compared to what worked for me would work for my dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. never. It's silly, but I didn't. Even when I discovered cannabis for myself, I didn't know until I went to the University of Vermont and went, oh my gosh, dogs have the same system. Oh my gosh, dogs can, can benefit from this even more. Um, But, but it's true. You know, you're going to become a senior one day and all of this is going to make real sense to you because 
you you hit 40, 45, and all of a sudden you can't tolerate certain foods or certain drinks. You can't have those, you know, cosmopolitans or that red wine anymore. And the same thing goes with our pets. They can't tolerate it anymore. Um, I just had a, a conversation with someone who's had great success with her dog and her dog literally stopped eating for nine days. And the dog's 14, I believe. And I'm like, he doesn't want that shit anymore. <laughs> You're going to have to do something different. And she's like, but I don't understand. I boil chicken and put it on top. And I'm like, oh, not chicken, not chicken. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's really funny. How do you, you know, it's, I find it's one of the biggest obstacles. I almost find it easier to convince someone to try CBD than it is to get them to switch to a raw and fresh diet because of the marketing, because of the fear that has been put in our heads that they cannot have human food and we shouldn't be feeding them the same thing. How do you, what are like the first things you say to them to convince them otherwise? Because I do know people turn, listen, and then they run back when their dog is diagnosed with some sort of cancer and then they're willing to do everything. But before that, what do you say to them? Yeah, it's, it's tough because like you said, a lot of people don't necessarily start thinking about it until there's a problem, until they hear the word cancer, until they hear, um, you know, immune mediated diseases, different things. And so a lot of times, like I said, I, I start to compare, you know, what, what we put in our bodies and what's healthy for us and what we put in our, our own dog's body. And I think that a lot of the hesitation, um, comes from, again, the marketing, you know, when, when you have a dog, you are, you go to the pet store and what do you see? You see all these brands of dog foods and you have the store telling you that you have, you know, probably your veterinarians telling you that as well, because they haven't gone through any extra, you know, different training and things like that. And we all want to feed this balanced diet, um, which, which is important. We need to be feeding a balanced diet, but a lot of people think, well, that's the only way to make sure that it's balanced. The only way to make sure they're getting what they should be getting. And so one of the big things that I start to say is, all right, well, you feed your family, right? You know, if you can feed them, you can feed your dog. It's, it's not as complicated as, as you start to think about it. And if we think about all this, you know, crap stuff that we put in our bodies, and if, if we eat more nourishing and healthy foods, our immune system's going to be stronger. Our body's going to be stronger. We're going to be able to fight off disease. And if we're not doing that for a dog, how can we expect the same thing from them? Right. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back and talk more specifically about how you concentrate on cancer in specific. Great. Twice specific, specifically, whatever. We'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for SmartPots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Dr. Kate McDermott, and we are talking about food therapy, which is something that you specialize in. And when you specialize in food therapy, is there like, how did you learn? You know, where did you go to learn about this? Because I know, like we said, you're not taught about it in vet school. Yes. So I started the journey, as I said, with acupuncture and through that same institution, it's the Chi Institute for Traditional Medicine. And sometimes I feel like I am the podcast for the Chi Institute because all I do is interview all of everybody who's gone and I can't go. I want to go so bad. It is the most, I mean, it's the most like magical place. I absolutely love it there. Um, so I started there and I started to learn about this other concept of food. And I come from a family that is very food oriented. I mean, we love to eat food. We love to explore food, but I also came from a family that we, we healed our body with foods. You know, when you're sick, you, you know, we would make garlic soup to, you know, clear up your cold or things like that. And so that always came naturally, naturally to me. And then when I, learned about this whole other world of medicine. Um, and they offer this at Chi Institute. I was like, I have to go, I have to do this. And so I got my certification in food therapy using these foods. And you just, you learn about so many different amazing foods that can do so many things for our dogs. So it's not just using, um, you know, not just organic foods or not just, you know, we want just fresh foods. We can actually use the properties of these foods to help our dogs and to really narrow in on what their body needs. Wow. How do you think? Well, and I love that because it's the same way with cannabis medicine is every dog is different. We treat them as an individual and what is best for them. So how do you do that with food? Yeah, so there's a few different things that we think about. Um, when we talk about properties of foods, we we think about um, one of the big ones is the temperature of different foods. And not the temperature at which you cook it, but there are foods that are be, going to be cooling to the body and foods that are going to be warming to the body. Yeah, and we talk so, about that all the time, about a cool protein versus a hot protein. And I know there's cool vegetables versus hot vegetables. And exactly. I, I think I even read on something... Um, it was, I think, was something on your site about how a dog with cancer is giving off heat or needs heat removed? A lot of times, yes. So many dogs with cancer, they have this inflammation in their body, you know, this extra inflammation. And so 
many, many dogs, we want to have some type of cooling food in there. It doesn't mean we need all cooling foods. And like you said, proteins, vegetables, different types of things can be cooling. Um, we want to balance it so we're not completely cooling them off. But we, we don't want to be adding excessive heat to the body because that heat is going to lead to more inflammation and that can make the cancer worse. And that may even be, have been a contributing factor to what started the cancer to begin with. So we want to stop and kind of break that cycle. What are some of your favorite um, cancer fighting veggies that are good for our pets? There are, yeah. Is it just general cancer or, you know, blood cancers, this is the best one. Bone cancers, this is the best one. Like, is it that, get that specific? It can. And that's what uh, I absolutely love about it. So there are some foods that are going to be good for any dog with cancer. So we know, and we know this from people that cruciferous vegetables. So that's your, your broccoli, your cauliflower, your cabbages, um, Brussels sprouts, that type of food. We know from research in humans that those foods can actually block cancer cells, kill cancer cells, keep them from spreading to other parts of the body, keep them from entering the bloodstream or the lymph system. And so we definitely want to have some of those foods in there. That's going to be good for any dog. Um, There's some other foods that are really good for boosting the immune system and keeping that energy um, strong as well. But we can also start targeting some specific types of cancer as well. So my own dog has prostate cancer. And there are certain foods that can target kind of that urinary um, and um, that system. So the prostate is right next to the bladder. And so um, unfortunately with his type of cancer, eventually it's going to spread to the bladder. So I want to keep that pathway. I want to keep that strong. And so I can use foods for that. There's foods that can help fight tumors and things like that. So if your dog has um, a tumor, again, like my dog, I can use foods like that. So there's... My um, eight-year-old Doberman just got diagnosed with osteosarcoma and her wrist. So, um, you know, what would be your your number one food or vegetable for her? So for her, like I said, I would definitely want you to add some of those cruciferous vegetables in there. She I think loves broccoli, yeah. loves it. Like, That's you know, your hand, awesome. like you're handing her a raw treat. Do you do it raw? Do you lightly cook it, steam it? What do you, you know, is when we want something most nutritious is not to cook the hell out of it, but maybe just steam it? Exactly. You're exactly right on that. So I, for a dog with cancer, I want you to cook it. And the reason is um, it takes a lot more energy for the body to process raw foods. And our dogs, when they have cancer, they're already using so much energy and we don't want them to have to work any harder than they already are. We want to save that energy so that they can um, use it to fight the cancer. And so I, I want you to gently cook it. Steaming is perfect. Um, we don't want to, you know, boil it so much that it, you know, gets mushy and loses all that, um, 
um, properties, all that, that good right. nutrients to it. So lightly steamed. Um, and I also recommend that you, um, chop it, mince it, grind it kind of fine. Um, again, just to make it easier to digest. We want them to get these nutrients as easy as possible. We don't want them to have to work any harder than they already are. I love that. And so explain to our listeners when you say, you know, we, we're always a proponent of raw and fresh, um, Mm -hmm. freeze dried if you have to. So gently cooked, um, I know is good for, for dogs that have more issues. Explain why that's more easy. It's easier on them than raw meat. Mm -hmm. So if you think about how, um, we digest food, you know, we eat it, goes down to our stomach. Our stomach is doing the majority of that digestion and the stomach needs to produce extra heat in order to break foods down. And so if we're feeding something that is cold and uncooked, that stomach has to generate more heat in order to start breaking those foods down. It has to work a lot harder. And so again, we don't want to have to use any more energy than we have to. So I like lightly cooked and I like to serve it a little bit warm, um, especially again with our dogs with cancer. Um, And then the other benefit of it is again, in order to get those nutrients that we really need them to get, that's going to happen. Sure, they may absorb from them some from the stomach, but also just from the rest of the GI tract. We want them to be able to get those nutrients. And if it's uncooked or if it's in these like really big fibrous pieces, um, it's harder for them to absorb all those nutrients because they might not be able to break it down as easily. Again, when they have cancer, the body, um, it might not be functioning, you know, at full capacity for that type of thing. And so we want, we want to make this as easy as possible. We want them to get the nutrients. We don't want them to waste any extra energy. We want them to be able to focus on fighting that cancer. And gently cooked helps that process, meaning it, what does it do? Like, why does it help? Yeah. So gently cooked is going to do a few things. One, it is going to start breaking down some of those fibrous pieces. Um, so if you take like we were talking about broccoli, for instance. Um, you think about the stem of the broccoli, which is fine to feed as well. It's got this um, fibrous shell to it, right? So it's not as easy for them to break that down if we don't start the process for them. Um, and it's not that their body can't handle those foods. It's, it's fine for them to have it. It's just harder for them to break that down. So the cooking process is going to start to break that down a little bit for them. Um, But also you're going to be feeding, um, we were talking about temperatures before, cold foods, warm foods. Um, And we're talking about that's kind of a natural temperature for these foods. But in addition to that, how we cook it affects the temperature of the food as well. And so when you're feeding something that's raw or uncooked, it's very, very cold for the body. Um, Even if it's a warming food, it's still cold. And so it almost shocks that stomach. And it makes it harder for it to warm up that food. And 
if we cook it a little bit, it warms it up. It's not making it too hot when you're just lightly cooking it, but it warms it up enough that it almost kind of like jump starts that stomach, makes it a little bit easier to break it down. Does that make sense? And it's not a shock to the system. Kind of the same way of us drinking room temperature water than ice cold water. We're not shocking our system. That makes total sense. We're going to take another break and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life when we're here with Dr. Kate McDermott. And um, I would love to know how you incorporate both food therapy and acupuncture together. Um, And have you ever considered adding a full spectrum hemp extract into that? Because, you know, just like you said at the beginning, acupuncture does so much. I feel like cannabis is the same way. And then when you talk about food therapy and being so specific, I feel like cannabis is the same way where certain strains or certain compounds or cannabinoids or terpenes all do certain things or target certain areas of the body better than others. Um, So I I always feel, I love to call uh, medical cannabis basically a whole plant food um, that helps so much and is so synergistic with so many other things that are good for us. how, so, you know, if let's take Nina, for instance, I come in or I see you, I know now now I can, um, I know I can take your courses online and do I get to have a, a, I guess a visit with you online, like telemedicine, how does it work? Because I love that idea. Yeah. So I have, by the way, (laughs) well, right now I'm in Hong Kong, actually. I know you're like, somewhere across the world because you're like this morning and I'm like um it's nine o'clock here (laughs) so yeah how exciting yeah so about a year and a half ago my husband and I had the opportunity there was a a veterinary hospital who was looking to expand and they just happened to want his specialty as well as my expertise they wanted to add acupuncture and I was like wow, the chance to work for a couple years on the other side of the world where this originated, you know, this is in like the homeland. So I do offer, um, you know, one-on-one appointments here for, you know, acupuncture, uh, Chinese herbals, food therapy, all of that stuff. I combine it all. Um, so that's awesome for my cancer patients. Um, but as you mentioned, I also offer services online for people who want to work with me to figure out food therapy. And the way it works is I have this program. I kind of, um, specifically for cancer dogs. And, um, I, I give you kind of a base cancer recipe 
And then I teach you how to tailor that to your dog. And so um, depending on the type of cancer they have, or maybe they have other issues going on. And yeah, we do Zoom calls and we get to chat about, you know, what's going on with your dog. You can ask questions and things like that. And so it's really, um, you know, we work pretty closely together as we're kind of adjusting. And a lot of times home cooked diets are new for people. And so just that alone is a hard thing to get down um, when you're first starting. And so that's a huge part of it as well is not just learning the foods you want to use, but also how to feed them best and how to cook it and how to make this a sustainable process so that your dog's getting what they need. Oh, I love it. I, and we're going to tell our listeners at the end of the show how to find you and get in touch with you. But I want to know what are the biggest differences you've seen um, in Hong Kong? Like, do they do they worship their pets the same as we do? Do are there are they doing raw feeding there? Is that something you know, what are the, the brands of food? Because I, I know we talk to people from all over the world and they're constantly going, I can't get CBD. I can't get this. I can't. I'm like, I know. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. But no. I know that that finding raw food or, um, you know, like a, everything is you're going to either have to cook yourself or figure it out yourself. What are the choices there? Are there brands there? Yeah, so we surprisingly have a lot of options here. The people here in Hong Kong absolutely adore their pets and are, you know, so dedicated. It's been amazing to work with them. But I think one of the coolest things is they grew up with this knowledge about foods. So they already know a little bit about you know, healing foods and cold foods and warm food, that's something that they just grew up with eating. And so even just from working with them, I have learned so much more. I mean, it's been amazing because there's foods over here that we don't have access to in the U.S. And so um, I'm learning a lot from you need to bring them over. I know, I know. And so it's, it's been amazing. And we have, um, you know, there's a lot of access to, like you said, like some raw brands and freeze dried brands, of course, you know, your commercial foods, but we have a ton of food markets over here as well. So you can get anything you need in terms of meats and vegetables and, and everything. Um, and, they use all the parts of the body here. So no waste. So you can find those organ meats and you can find those, um, maybe tendons, which are going to be good for an animal with muscle disease. You want to like feeds like, so if you have, you know, muscle or tendon injuries, you can feed that and you can find that over here. No problem, which is amazing. That's neat. That must be so much fun. And then to be able to go, yep, go to the market and get this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I love it. Are they, are, are they ta- are they doing anything with CBD there? Not much. There are heavy restrictions uh, currently, um, but I think it's starting, like people are starting to become a little bit more aware of it over here. And so it will be interesting to see how that changes. Um, my veterinary license still restricts, um, has a lot of restrictions with that. Um, but like I said, it's becoming a lot more, um, a lot of people are becoming more knowledgeable about it. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes over here. Um, it'll be in a matter of time. 
Exactly. I think it's changing all over the world. So it'll be interesting. All right. So tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. um, Take your courses, maybe sign up uh, with you to get a wonderful diet specifically for their pet um, and their cancer. How do they find you? Yeah, a few different ways. I am on Facebook at Dr. Kate at Whole Pet Acupuncture uh, and Integrative Wellness. And Whole is W-H-O-L-E, like the whole dog, because that's what we're treating. Um, So you can find me on Facebook. I also have a free training available right now. If you have any listeners who have a dog with cancer, they kind of want to see what the process would look like to feed a powerful cancer diet, learn more about what I'm doing. I do have a free training available right now, a masterclass online. You can take that. Um, and in that, I do talk a little bit about the program. And if it's something that you think is a good fit for you, then I, you know, we can talk about whether, uh, we should work together. So I can give you that link as well. Yeah. Tell them the link. Absolutely. So wholepetacupuncture.com forward slash register. And that's where you can sign up to join this um, masterclass online. It is called the, um, totally blanking on the name all of a sudden, Um, but it is the four-step framework um, to feeding a powerful cancer diet. And so um, wholepetacupuncture.com forward slash register. And again, whole is W-H-O-L-E because we want to feed the whole dog. That's right. We do. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait till you're back in the United States, but it's nice that we can get in touch with you <laughs> until then. Take care and thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You bet. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.